It is no secret that Kelsey and I love to get a little bit messy from time to time. So that's why I wanted to hop on here before this episode officially begins and just fill you in that when we recorded this episode, we decided to just pop on an Instagram live. So you will hear us kind of speaking to our Instagram audience during this podcast. But really the reason that we did that was we were just testing out something new. And this new thing is, is that we actually officially recorded the video of our podcast. So you now can go over to YouTube and you can subscribe to the Messy Hairstylist podcast there. So you can watch and listen over on YouTube as well. And as always, we are on your favorite podcasting platform. So you can find us everywhere for the Messy Hairstylist. Now on to the episode. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Hi. Hi. We're here. We are here. We did it. This is going to be great, Abby. I mean, look at us go. I don't know if this is going to be great. Let me see here. Okay. Well, it's impossible because I can't get my audio to work on the Zoom and the FaceTime so or whatever we're on. So it could get weird. Well, what we're doing is we're showing up messy like we always do. But we're going to talk about probably a messy topic right now, which is the five different types of imposter syndromes. And the question coming in here is, um, are you one of these five imposters? So I find this topic about imposter syndrome interesting because I don't really resonate with that term imposter syndrome. I know that I'm going to relate to one of these that you're about to tell us. And I know none of these, Um, but I, I I think I categorize the term imposter syndrome differently. So I'm excited to learn more about it. So dive on in. Yeah. So So when we started, we started talking about this. Okay. We were, you know, coming up with topics and Abby and I true to self, we like to just like roll with whatever topic feels right. And so I I came up with imposter syndrome this morning and I feel like a lot of people have talked about this and we were, we were like, well, every time I see someone say like, oh, imposter syndrome, you just want to like scroll on by because we've heard so much about it. But I thought it was really important to talk today in a different way about imposter syndrome and, and, and actually break it down into the type of imposter personas, which is a little bit different than imposter syndrome as a whole. So, so can you I just think, like give like the, the def, the basic definition of imposter syndrome that, so uh, well, I mean, I know you don't have that officially, but like to you, what is imposter yeah, no, syndrome? That's not on my notes. Okay. I didn't write that on my notes. So <laughs> Okay. So imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, I think is the fear of not being good enough to do something, um, that you aren't at the expertise level as other people that you're just trying too hard. You're not really keeping up. And that's how I feel like the imposter syndrome is and like how to be authentically you while trying to keep up with the trends in our industry. What do so you, how like, do you define imposter syndrome? I mean, yes, that, but also just that you are faking it and not making it. Like you feel like you're going to be faking it this whole way and you're never going to make it because you're just truly faking it and you don't have the confidence in yourself. You truly believe that you shouldn't be where you are, or you truly believe that you can't achieve what you want because you aren't good enough and you're just Absolutely. in a faking it zone and you don't get to the making it. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to go through the five different types of imposter syndromes because, um, Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take it away. Here I go. Okay. So the first type of imposter persona is the perfectionist. 
Okay. So these people, they're never satisfied and they always feel like they could do better. So I feel like we all have a little bit of that in us. How about, I know Abby might be a little bit of a perfectionist. (laughs) So at the beginning, I'm like, I don't know which, I don't, I don't really get the concept of, but number one. Okay. Maybe I have all of them. Maybe I'm that messed up that I have every single imposter syndrome problem. Let's go. Let's find Okay. Let's go. Okay. The second one is called the superhero. So the superhero, they feel inadequate and they are so compelled to push themselves as hard as possible. I think I resonate most with superhero. Okay. I explain so, that one to me more because I don't understand why superhero is the word put with feeling inadequate and pushing yourself. I don't get that. Be- Okay. Because they are, okay. So they feel like they're not good enough, which is the basis of all imposter syndrome. They feel like they're not good enough. They're not doing enough. So they feel like if they try harder and do more, and maybe they're trying to do too many things, like they're trying to do all the things to like make themselves relevant and it's just too much. So they're pushing themselves as, as hard as possible, but never actually satisfied with the outcome. I get it. So you're like trying to be the superhero. Right. Not that you are a superhero and you can do it all. You're trying to be exactly. a superhero and pushing yourself to be something that you really don't think that you are. So why do you resonate with that one? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, because <laughs> I'm just going to put you on the spot all day um, because I have like a million things going on and I'm like always like, you know what? I have another good idea. Let's do this. I, I can do that. I can do this. I can yeah. do that. And sometimes it's hard for me to understand what my threshold is and where I'm at max capacity. In fact, funny story. I was just approached yesterday, um, from an investor, like, Hey, let's, let's do a salon together. And I'm like, um, normal Kelsey would be like, yes, sign me up. Let's do this. Doesn't matter what's happening. And I, and, and Kelsey, who's actually trying to take a step back is like, I'm not sure that the timing is right. Um, I need to take you. I know. So I'm actually like taking a turn. So the point is, yes, I've got a lot of that superhero in me where I just want to go, go, go and keep doing and keep making moves and, and keep pushing myself. But as I'm starting to grow and understand these five personas, you know, with my research, like it came at a perfect time because I started researching this and then that was presented to me. And I'm like, Mm. no, 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 Mm. no. I can't be the superhero in this. I can't do it. So, okay. Yes. Fun story. Okay. well, the third one. one. Now oh, I oh, I have you, two out of two. So okay, okay. you Keep have two going. out of two. Yeah, I'm like that too. Ugh. I I know it's a lot. It's hard. It's hard to be us. It's hard to yeah. be us. We're gonna know exactly why why I'm a train wreck by the end of this episode here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gonna come full circle and it's gonna make sense. Yeah. Well. Okay. All right. Okay. Number three, Number three is the expert. Okay, the expert is always trying to learn more. They're never satisfied with their level of understanding. And even though they're highly skilled, they still underrate their own expertise. My God. I know. Yes. So that is our third, our third persona for imposter syndrome. If you're just now joining, we are talking all about imposter syndrome today and what the five different personas are. So that is number three is the expert. Okay. Um, so let me, let me, can I interject on this one? Okay. Sure. First of all, you said we're, this is our topic. Um, the five different types of imposter syndrome. And, um, we are, this is for the messy hairstyles podcast, which 
we've been doing and it's on all the podcasting things. And so we're going live here on Instagram just because we thought it'd be fun. We, we just like to get messy and try new things, but really what we're doing is we have started. Um, so this goes into number three for me. Okay. So we yes. are starting a YouTube channel and we are going to start doing our podcast also on YouTube podcast, which is a new thing growing. So if you want, and you love the messy hairstyles podcast, go and subscribe over at the messy hairstylist on YouTube. So that's already up and running no videos yet, but they're to come. Okay. So because of this, you're saying this is the, what's this one called again? The expert, the, the expert. Yeah. But you never feel like you know enough. And so you keep learning more and you still don't feel okay. So with this whole YouTube thing, I can't just start a YouTube channel. I had to, I have been, I told you, I've been like researching and learning. And it's like, I, I think a lot of hairstylists, especially this day and age are, are finding that this to be true for them because how many times do we see stylists and myself included with more business education, but do we take more and more and more classes thinking, oh, if I just take down this class, now mm-hmm. I'll feel confident enough to raise my prices or market for new clients. Or, you know, it's always like, oh, there's this one more class. Um, I see stylists do that a lot in um, um, hairstylist education, like like business education. They keep taking all these different little programs right. to feel like once I learn all this stuff, then I will be enough and good enough to actually go after my dreams. Right? right. Don't you think that that? Absolutely. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, we're, I mean, we're all guilty of it. Uh, you know, yeah. I can relate that back to like extensions when I was first learning extensions. extensions. Yes. Yes. You know, I took like, I, I took a class and I was like, I don't feel like I know enough from that, that. And I took another class and I was like, I don't feel like, and you just kept going because you felt like if you got this next certification, if you invested another $2,000, something would magically click. And, you know, I don't regret taking said classes because I did take a little piece from everything, right. but I also think that it's understanding that you don't have to be an expert at every class that you took and everything that you do. Yes. And it's also a matter of taking those classes and actually putting them to action and not just right. continuing to be the forever student. So absolutely. But I think if you're not healthy with your level of imposter syndrome and you are someone who's primarily the expert type of imposter, you're always going to be living in that that cycle of taking classes until you feel good enough and, and newsflash, you won't, a class will not make you feel good enough. What will make you feel good enough and give you confidence is taking the class and actually put it to action, get a little messy with it, it. not be perfect at it, make mistakes and learn. That's how you learn from a class and become the expert. So um, I, yeah, I can, I see that a lot with just like my students that are in my programs, they've taken a million different balayage classes, a million different uh, marketing classes, and they're still not really taking action and taking the next step. So yeah, I feel that. Okay. Next number four, number four, number four of the five types of imposter syndromes that we probably suffer with as a hairstylist. Absolutely. Number four is the natural genius. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're a natural genius. So (laughs) obviously the most natural genius right here. Okay. These people set excessively lofty goals for themselves and often feel crushed when they don't succeed on their first try. Oh, okay. I'm not that one. Yay. So, so far I don't, I don't, I'm not all of them. I know. I really don't. That's one of the ones I don't really resonate with because, you know, for me, I, I love to set lofty goals, but I also, like make sure it happens to some extent. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, to some extent. And if it doesn't happen the way that I thought it would, I'm like, well, let's just try it this way. Let's do something different. Like I consider myself very fluid in business where it's like, you know, I'm not going to take the hit super personally. I'm just going to adjust learn from and it. learn from it and grow from it. So that one is probably the only one I haven't resonated with on, um, so far. So but do I, you know people who are like that? I'm trying to think if I know people who put out these lofty goals and try it. I don't know. I, I can't say... I know someone that does that specifically, but I kind of see it a little bit where there are some people who um, put the, I, don't, I feel like it's a little more of a self-sabotage well, We do, we do actually. We have talked about this in other episodes, but I'm so going to shift it to like something that you'll understand. It's like, remember we have talked about like um, people um, pr- raising their prices mm-hmm. and how they take it personally when their clients don't react the way they want them to. Like that in some way is a natural genius because they are raising their prices. They're setting these goals and yeah. yeah, And people are not like accepting it and, and reacting the way they thought they would. So they get crushed. Their spirit gets broken and they're like, now I'm not going to charge. I'm not going to charge what I'm worth. And they actually backtrack and they like lower their prices or they emotionally discount. Great example. Thank you. Nailed it. Let's go. I love it. It just came to me. I love that. No, that's a great example. That's a great example. Cause I find that most people don't actually make the lofty goal um, or they'll make it kind of, but then they give excuses on why it won't work and they don't even go for it. So, right. But that is a great example. Of because not everybody's natural. lofty goals are going to be the same. I mean, not every person is going to have the lofty sure. goal of opening a salon or starting a podcast or doing weird stuff like that. You know, they well, lofty goal can, that's a perfect example is raising prices. That, exactly. That can feel like a very lofty goal to hairstyle. So we all feel that. We, right. It's stressful. Everybody it feels goals. big. It feels big. Even it is a lot big. Of stylists, yeah. Even just a five dollar price increase feels right. so big. So lofty is a relative term. So that's a great example. Okay. Next. Next number five. This one's interesting. Okay. This is called the soloist. Okay. This person tends to be an to be individualizing and prefers to work alone. Their self worth is often stemmed from their productivity, and they often reject offers of assistance. Hmm. <laughs> I know. Where's, can I put my hand up any higher? Where's my hand? Um, okay. Well, okay. But so that's, what's so interesting. We are both like that. Yes. We're, it's just, we're going to do it ourselves. And, yes. um, it's just, it's, we're just gonna do it ourselves. And I think that both of us do that for various reasons of either maybe burned, being burned by people or just not, knowing how to delegate properly and we can just right. do it faster and better, but really just, you just doing it on your yourself own. In. Like there's no good in it. Um, but that's why I think it's so interesting that we started this podcast and we're doing this together and it's working, you know, it's just I so, know. it's so crazy, but I think we're just so crazy like that it works. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but that, so what's your insight on that, on the soloist? So I think the soloist is interesting because, um, I know a lot of people that are, that, you know, can identify as this, this type of person and maybe in different types of ways. Um, but like you said, I, I think, especially as creative beings in our industry, um, you have this vision, you have this like thing that you're like, okay, I see it going this way. I want it to be like this. And like you said, it's really hard to delegate your vision to somebody else, whether that be, you know, working on a client or with, if you have an assistant, okay. And you're like, I don't know if I trust you to do this or, 
If you are trying to do marketing and you have to hand your marketing off to somebody else, you're like, I'm so burned out. I don't really have time to post on Instagram, but I'm also terrified to give this to a marketing person because what if they don't do it the way I want them to do it? Mm -hmm. Um, Just anything, you know, like it's, it's, we all do it probably in different ways on different scales. Um, But I, I think that's one of the most, maybe the most relatable because I think in our industry on a whole, we have maybe been forced into this habit of having to feel like you're looking out for yourself and it can be, you know, you know what I'm saying? So true. Yeah. That's so true. It's like, and that's why there's the, the whole push for like community over competition. Like there's a reason why there's hashtags like that. It's because the opposite is true. Right. Right. The opposite is true. And so there's a push for the opposite so that that isn't true, but that is what it is. So it it causes you to go in alone. And also I have to say this, like I heard, I can't remember where I heard this, but somebody talking about, um, uh, oh, she, oh yeah. Yeah. It's a woman that owns a lot of different companies, very, very, very successful. And she had to, in order to grow her businesses and grow herself, she had to learn how to delegate. And she's like, the, the problem is, is that when you are the business owner and the entrepreneur and the successful person, you, um, you see details that other people don't see. Right. So how do you pass something off when maybe the, the people who are working for you or whatever, aren't, um, aren't seeing those details and how, how granularly do you get? And she's just like, you just have to let stuff slide. And she's like, if I took over these jobs again, would I do it better? Yeah. I would, but I just have to be okay with that. Someone then you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. Then you're going to burn yourself out and guess what's going to happen. You're not going to do any of it Yeah, because you're so burned out that you can't figure out how to prioritize tasks because you're trying to do it all. So that's such an important thing to remember that although it might not be done the way that you would do it, um, someone had once said, what if it's done, it's done, you know? Mm. So it's like, just let it be, let it be done is better than perfect, but it's so hard. It is hard. It it feels overwhelming when you're used to doing stuff on your own. It feels very overwhelming to just get to the point to have, to start handing stuff over. Cause then you have to stop and think about, well, what do I do? Right. Cause we just do things. We just make them happen. And so I've been working with somebody about creating more systems in my salon so that I can potentially own another building someday and recreate the model that I have now. And it's making me take a back step back and actually write down literally every single thing that I do it, it, it even down to, um, like I had just had a new renter start last week mm-hmm. good, and good. I, as on her very first day, I was there early with her to walk her through the salon and just show her how we open the salon. And I literally was taking notes on my phone as we were doing it, because like, you can sit there and think about it when you're not there, but like going through it, it's like, Oh, this is how I expl- this is how I showed her this. This mm-hmm. is these are where these lights are. So even down to that, so that maybe someday if I have multiple salons, somebody else can follow that script of yes. how to do absolutely. That. Do you remember? I just like when you said that, I just had this thought. You remember very early on in our podcast, we did screw the systems episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yeah. was so great. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that just came to me. And like I mean, now we still hate the systems, but we, we just hate them. And we did but we say that them. in that episode. The episode was about it's I think it's episode two. So if you go back to the beginning on the Messy Hair Sales podcast, um, it's about uh screw the systems and how we hate systems. And sometimes we just 
go by, just go with the flow when we make things happen. But then in that episode, we did really talk about, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was just a catchy title. It was just a little catchy title. It is how we feel. It is how we feel, but we actually need the systems, which is what we learned. And here we are implementing all the systems and getting better. That was like a systems therapy session. That's what that totally was. was. That's so great. Half of our episodes are just therapy sessions. I know. Right? <laughs> they are. <laughs> I know. Okay. We talk about things on our episodes. That I would never say just in the wild. To in the people. wild, just out in the normal, yeah. just doing what we do. Yeah. Okay. So I want to say um, this information came from a website called bossyoursalon.com. So if you are looking to look into a little bit more about the five different imposter personas, you can head to their website and check it out. Um, But I think it's also important to talk about how can we combat some of these feelings and how can we combat um, the different five personas that there are? Abby, Mm. take it away. Mm. Okay. Thanks. Mm. Thanks. Okay. Um, well, I am three out of four. So great. Um, I guess I could be the expert at this one, one. two, three out of four. Come on. Yeah. I'm a good three out of four. I'm a good three out of four. You are. Yeah, you are. Okay. So I think for me personally, it's just a matter of awareness. No, actually there's five, by the way, there's three out of five. Oh, why do you keep saying three out of four, three out of five I'm in denial. Are you actually four out of five? She's, that's what I was like, wait a second. I feel like I'm four. Where are we getting this number? Four out of five. And my whole point that I was making right now is having awareness and knowing what you are. And I'm denying that there's a fifth. I'm four out of five. Yeah. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a superhero. I'm an expert and a soloist. Yep. So the only thing we are in our natural geniuses. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Sounds about right. Yeah. 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 So, um, but really though, it's a matter of just having awareness and like what you, what were you saying that, um, about being a superhero, having that awareness that like, I know my tendency is to want to do all the things. And even if it doesn't make sense for me and you had that awareness and you didn't take that, you know, know. offer. So it's, it is. And I know like my perfectionism, that's a huge problem. They're all a huge problem for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, for me, step one is, you know, one, not being so hard on yourself, understanding that we all suffer from different aspects of imposter syndrome. And yes, it's this, it's this hot button topic right now. Everybody's talking about it, blah, blah, blah. But instead of just scrolling on through, maybe deep dive into what, what it is from these different personas that's affecting your life and your ability to work, um, and kind of taking it from there. Well, and also I think the thing that people think, like if they're feeling some sort of imposter syndrome, not feeling good enough, like they'll never make it to where they want to make it. Um, they are assuming that other people don't feel like that. And they're yes. assuming Let's that, go. that successful people don't experience imposter syndrome that like, right. oh, they must have themselves all figured out and they don't have doubts. And so that's why they can make these things happen. And it's so, so not true. I mean, I think that the more I know from the things that you've done, I've done, and now things that are starting to um, come to fruition for us with this podcast is that it just, it, as you grow a whole new set of problems, a whole new set of fears, a whole new set of doubts will arise. But until you can start to truly, and we talked about this in the last episode, until you can truly start to work on yourself and learn more about you, then you will always be stuck in imposter syndrome. So you'll always have it, but it's just a matter of getting through it. 
Right. Right. You're always going to have it. So if you, if you wait for a life that is stress-free, imposter syndrome free, then you'll be stuck and you'll never move and nothing will happen for you. I love that. That's a great little wrap up. It's a great wrap up. So check out our new YouTube channel. Yeah. We're so excited. We're going to yeah. be doing our podcast on YouTube, which is a huge step for us. Which so check means us out. It's, it's not going away anywhere else. Like it's still going to be on Apple and Spotify and all those things. But um, we're just really excited to put it on the video. It'll be a video platform. And um, maybe sometimes we'll go live on YouTube. I mean, there's so many, so many opportunities. Endless there, so. opportunities. Endless opportunities. Do we know what Endless. we're doing? Hell no. Hell no. No. We have no idea what we're doing. We're just going to figure it. it out as we go. Yeah. So we do. So well. Yeah. 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 No systems. Just do it. No systems. Screw them. Yeah. So, so thanks for everyone who joining thanks us on Instagram in. today, but follow us on um, YouTube and there's more to come. And you can listen to our podcast anywhere where your podcast streaming yeah. the messy hairstylist. Yeah. Here's the thing. We don't know how to end this because we <laughs> usually just like end it and we give each other a thing. And then I edit that out. So that's our that's our secret thing okay so i'm gonna end here and now we can end here bye